Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So, a couple of us in this chat room can finally say, Champions, Champions, ole, ole, ole. Welcome to episode 31 of the Premier Non-League Podcast. The Premier Non-League Podcast. We just done that, Peter. I mean, where, where, where was my moral support? Come on, man, you're making me look like a mug yet again. You've done a, you've done that so often this season, maybe look silly, and you couldn't support me on the one moment we've had our like our, a moment in glory, Peter. Especially professionals, yeah. Well, that's clearly far from my mouth, isn't it? You know, you can't say saying that that pitch that someone snapped of us was look, we were very professional, didn't we? I think we were enjoying ourselves on the commentary microphone. Well, I've got my arm around you. It looks like I'm going to kiss you. Well, that's that's that just probably never happened. So it's quite nice to use that as a blackmail picture. Anyway, chaps, as I'm sure anyone of the Premier Non-League podcast knows, uh, there's two very happy Worthing fans in this room as we were crowned Eastern League champions this weekend with a two-nil win. Pete, it was amazing. I know Gareth and uh, Trev, you you both follow Worthing, maybe not as closely as us, but you know, it's what a great start for South Coast and Sussex. Yeah, it's great, wasn't it? I mean, I. I was saying to Trevor the other day, I, I watched my first Worthing game 20 years ago and it was it was not great. And then now to see them where they belong, um, being sort of Worthing born and bred, it's, it's nice to see that they're up there where they belong. Yeah, um, you can actually say, say what it says on the flag, born, live, die, Worthing, but because we can't. Because <laughs> <laughs> we yeah. definitely, well, definitely weren't born in, in Worthing. No, um, it was really nice to see um, from yeah. from where they were when George took over. The guys of credit to Werden should be given given a key to Werden for <laughs> yeah, what he's that, done. Yeah, town, yeah, gone, man. Give him the township. Um, yeah, the keys yeah. to Werden. And and um, Trev, obviously, I saw obviously Trev the sponsor of the uh, podcast at footballwriting.co.uk now, not .blog.co.uk. Make sure you change your browser. Um, you did a little uh, little free um, post this weekend about South Coast like football. Because obviously Hastings which we'll get onto later on in the podcast, also sealed their promotion to what, replacing Worthing pretty much, replacing in the Isthmian Premier and um, Littlehampton could do it in the next couple of games as well. And obviously they got to the FA Bar. So Trevor, for Sussex football, pretty amazing, isn't it? Bit, a bit of a hotbed at the moment, isn't it? You know, mm. and uh, the attendances as well across, across the three of them. Hastings having, what, 3,000 their last home game. So when they get a trophy this weekend, I imagine, I know they're looking to beat that as well. I wouldn't be surprised if they get three and a half, four thousand. 4,000. This week, yeah. step four is absolutely incredible. You know, well, Littlehampton having 3,200 for the Vile semi-final, you know, just a, a week or so ago is incredible for step five. It, you know, nuts really when you think about it. But I think everyone's really, really embracing on league football this year at all levels from, from one to one to seven. And me and Gaz were saying yesterday, though, you know, AFC Whiteleaf at step eight having 515. Yeah. It's crazy, crazy figures. But... It's great. I hope it I hope it carries on and people carry on with it next year. And you know, it's not a not a flash in the pan this year. 
Well, next week, next year will be the, the, the sort of marker for like the crowds because obviously at Worthing, we've all said like, can we be pushing 2,000 every week? I'd be surprised if we don't. But I think there'll be plenty of more people of the town have got attracted to it. Um, Littlehampton, obviously, you know, hopefully they'll get bigger attendances. You know, I'm sure you'll see them slightly dwindle because obviously people have come, not not because they're plastic, but obviously people like to support the local, you know, the local team. You've seen it when Crawley got to uh, Old Trafford in the third round of the FA Cup when they're non-league. They took, I think, something like 10,000 fans up there, but you don't get that amount in Crawley Stadium. Um, so fingers crossed it stays. But uh, as we said, Hastings, you know, they, they could have won it last weekend. Um, but they got a nil nil draw and they had over 3,000 there. So fingers crossed for them. Um, but we'll get on to Hastings a little bit because uh, we have, as we did promise on the tweets, we've got a few guests lined up tonight and with the theme of champions. But someone that can't join our little party yet, he's sitting in a corner, very quiet right now. And I know he's happy for us, Christopher May. Um, you, you're getting the results at South Shields, but you're just Buxton us getting them as well. So you're just that two points behind. With how many games have you got now? Is it four games you've got left? Three to go. Three. Three to go. But first of all, I just want to offer huge, huge congratulations to everybody associated with Worthing FC. Principally because not only do I have, have I got to know you guys over the last year or two, we we all know what happened two years ago and um, an absolute, you know, disgrace, um, total fiasco. What happened to our clubs two years ago? And for me, it's um, justice for Worthing FC, and um, it would be fitting if South Shields did it. But tonight, it's about you guys, really. Um, well, everybody at Shields is absolutely thrilled for you. There's, um, just wonderful, wonderful. And the way it's been done, just, you've been relentless. And I said about two podcasts ago that you were relentless. You had momentum, and, and you just had the momentum that you had two years ago. Wonderful job done. But we still, you know, we're two points behind. It, it's pivotal weekend. Um, we have FC United of Manchester away on Saturday. Whitby at home on Easter Monday. Buxton have two local derbies, um, Mickelover and Matlock. Um, there's no love lost between the clubs. Um, we just have to hope. But I, I, I still believe that Shields will go up via the playoffs. I, I can't see Buxton dropping enough points to, to get us the title. So that, that answers my next question. As we've asked in every podcast, Chris May, are South Shields being promoted this season? Well, um, you've got a bit more positive though, because you did say about playoffs before in your own mm. Mariners podcast, you say you don't think you'll do it if it's by the playoffs, but you seem to change your tune. Why is that? It's because you're on a run now and you seem to pull the finger out? Because the, the run that we've been on has, has been purely... Home win, home. We're, 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 we've won our last nine home games on the spin. Um, we're kind of untouchable at home. And we're, we're just a couple of points away from uh, securing second place, which means that we'll have home field advantage throughout the playoffs. So if we get that, then, um, yeah, I'm pretty pretty confident. Uh, home form has, has been superb. Um, Saturday away to FC United of Manchester it'll, there's going to be a huge following so hopefully it'll have a bit of a home game feel to it and let's see if we can put the wrongs right from the last goodness knows how many away games because we've never we've, we've never looked like winning away from home well, that's what I think, you know, um, it was a bit like we were working on Saturday. It felt like a home game for us because we had, mm. the, they normally average 200 fans. So there was over 400 fans there on Saturday, yeah. which is Wonderful. pretty amazing. But as we can all say, and Trevor, Gareth, um, Pete, 
we know for a fact that we're all South Shields, aren't we? So, you know, we've got our championship over the line. We want to get for the 100 goals, 100 points. But we're now rooting for you. So I think my, my yeah. focus is going to turn on you guys. And we just, you want to join the trilogy because obviously we got to know you through our podcast with Pete on Rebel Yell through Mariners and also Billy Wood from Hastings, which is, we all were sort of wronged of it. And it's, you know, if we can have the trilogy complete, two out of yeah. three of them are. So, I mean, you never know if they do get to a playoff final and we find ourselves at a loose end, you might see a couple of Southerners up there um, supporting yeah. you. That would be really good. That would yeah. be super. That would be fun. No, I, I expect the red carpet. <laughs> well, <laughs> or the purple carpet. Claret. Purple carpet. Claret and blue. But no, tonight, you guys, it's all about you. Um, wonderful. We're absolutely thrilled for you all. It yeah, really means a lot. Yeah, and I'll back up what James said. Really, really do really want Steph Shields to, to do it as Thank well. You. Really do. Thank you. Hopefully justice will be done. Yeah. So Pete, Pete, you did shed a few tears on uh, Saturday, didn't you? Because of um, a very, very important event. And that important event happened because of the, a manager, I mean, a captain that's just joined us into the room in Adam Hinchwood and Aaron Racine. Welcome to the Premier Non-League podcast. Adam Hinchwood, the gaffer of Worthy Football Club and Aaron Racine, the club captain. Gents, it's really lovely to have you on. And first of all, should we have a little champion sing along or am I going to get told again by the rest of them? We're doing it, or is there enough done that that weekend, or not? I oh, yeah, done, done. Oh, he's done, done He's done it. He's had enough. He's had enough. Um, Gaffer, how are you feeling, mate? You must have a massive come down. I mean, you found your phone. Yeah, <laughs> like it's a sign of a good night, I suppose. Yeah, I had to go to the taxi rank. Just about got my voice back, I think. Um, so yeah, all good. Sign of a good night and good celebration, I suppose. Yeah. It was a very good night. It started on the coach, then it went back to the club, and then it ended up in a bar in Worthing. So we've had worse weekends, haven't we? Yeah. <laughs> and um, Captain Aaron Racine, how, how does it feel to lead the club to glory after it feels like such a long time and it's been coming so long? But I bet you can't wait to get your hands on that trophy now. Yeah, do you know what? It's just more of a, a relief that it's sort of done mm. now. It was getting quite tense, not uh, a little bit tense towards the ends, but it's just, just a bit more relief now. And, yeah, like you said, just get that last home game done and get that trophy. Yeah, it was a couple of those really awful clubs we had to go to, sort of north of London, that have got the really horrible pitches and we're grinding out those 1-0 results just to get past. But we did it, guys. Um, so how's the rest of the season going to be from now on, Gaffer? What, what, what's the plans then? We're chilling out or are we going to go for that 100 points and 100 goals? Oh, uh, yeah, we obviously still lots of lots um, trying to achieve. Um, but yeah, just, just how the mentality of um, the players have been, I'm pretty sure that they're not ones to just go on their holidays just yet. They all soon want to come into training tomorrow night. So we'll um, do a little bit there and then we'll start get ready like we almost always do. And it's a, it's a big weekend, play Saturday, Monday. So an opportunity to use lots of players. Um, and yeah, we treat it no differently. Was there a game, Adam, that you forced specifically, right, that's the results that's done it? Because a lot of us fans have been talking to each other. We've had the... The, the Lewis game, once we'd won the Lewis game, we felt that that was probably the, the moment for us. No, I don't, honestly, like, didn't didn't think that. I thought um, East Fark away was a really big result in terms of, it was a real, real tough game. Um, pitch was really difficult, difficult to play on. You know, they difficult to to play against. And, you know, we didn't create too many chances. And, you know, to grind out a 1-0 there was was really really important but yeah and I honestly like um until it was the final whistle went on on Saturday um you know there's no sort of defying moment where you think that's it it's done and you can put your feet up and um I know that other people might have thought that way but honestly you just in our 
position. I'm sure the players are the same. You just can't afford to let yourself get in that sort of headspace. You have to stay focused and um, I'm glad everyone did. And Aaron, the group of players that Adam's put together, what is it like lead, leading those, those out week in, week out? Because you've been basically never-present this season after a few seasons with injuries. Do you know what? It's, it's, it's been great. But um, I think what... Obviously, the, the boys, especially the core of the boys, have been together for quite a long time. And I think there's been a bit of a... Um, since, obviously, Hinch has come in, there's been a real professionalism about the club. And I didn't realise how good it was until I hear sort of whispers and the way people talk about other teams. And I hear, you know, this part of the season, some of the teams don't even train twice a week. Some of them only have 10 players at training. And I think back and compare it to us, and I think, you know, without a shadow of a doubt, every Tuesday, every Saturday... Everyone's there for injured or fit. You know, there's easily a good 20, 22, 23 boys there willing to train at this part of the season, regardless of, you know, where we're at. Um, so with regards to like the boys, it's, it's just been it's just been spot on bringing them out. Aaron, how does it like match up? Because obviously you led Forest Green Rovers out of Wembley for a playoff that sadly didn't get uh, didn't get past the line. What does it mean to like, you know, what how's obviously it's massive celebrations, but it must be completely different circumstances. But to have that same group of lads for three years through COVID, like what, what was the feeling when you actually finally got past that line when Jasper patterned and slotted that goal in in the 82nd or whatever it was minute and the whole crowd went mental? Like, what was that feeling? Do you know what? It's, it, honestly, for me, it's just relief. It's just every uh, for me, it was a the big the big game was uh, the game after uh, Bishop Stortford, the reaction where we won. And that was, a, that was a, a, a big game. And then going forward from that, it was like every game we play, it was like, yeah, we're closer, we're closer. But like Hint said there, never felt it was like it was done. Never felt confident that it was done until, you know, we got that three points at the weekend. But it was that little bit like, you just want, you just want it to be over. You just want to get there. You just want to get the, get the three points on the board and, and get there, sort of win the league. Um so it's just been, a, a, honestly, a, it's a massive relief, especially mm. the last, obviously, uh, it's done three three years with COVID, and, and et cetera. Mm. On that, do you think it would, do you think it feels more special because of the last two years um, <clears throat> going up this year? Or is there a little bit of what would happen if we'd gone up two years ago? Where would, what situation would be in now? Is that, does that come into it? Um, I suppose so. I suppose so, yeah, but it, it's, it's, I, yeah, it does a little bit because of the last two years, but it's quite special as well, given the fact that we've had the same sort of, again, like I said, core players and the core staff at the club and, and behind the scenes as well, all put in the same direction for the last three, even four years. So I think that's what's quite a big um, or special moment for the club. Yeah, no, no. Just, just I was chatting to Trev yesterday and it was sort of the question came to mind as sort of, is it bittersweet that it's happened now and not two years ago, or is it just a case of let's let's move on and let's really get where we should have been this year, but next year, if that makes sense? Yeah, no, again, I think <laughs> that I think, makes sense. Again, I'm just yeah, saying. no, it does. I think, like, again, it's just a case of I think you know a lot of us have been at a club behind the scenes, staff and players for a good a good three to four years now. Yeah, yeah. So it's that it's a bit more special that it's taken this long, but we finally got there together. Yeah, that's good. Hinch, you um you said in your post match interview with the non league paper, and I know you said it to us on the Rebel Yell podcast before that you know you knew you had a special group of lads when they were asking to come in for extra training sessions without worrying about like finances and money because they had that great bond. I mean, you must have thought you know from the beginning of the season when we all prayed that this would be a full season we could do it, and also we had the little slow start, which obviously people, even myself, I can admit I was getting all like negative Nelly and everything like that. I've been being told off by Darren Budford like being it and everything like that, but we we had so much expectation 
conversation, but you must have known from those early training sessions when you were allowed to train again, I think, was it April last year or May when obviously the season was cancelled, that we can achieve this goal? Oh, yeah. And um, I think there's there's a bit of change in the sort of um, personnel. Um, if you look at the sort of side that started against Folkestone to the one that, you know, like I say, the nucleus of the side would, would be the same. There's a couple of little tweaks to it. Um, change formation as well. Uh, a little bit so like full credit to the players as well being able to adapt and I think that's helped us since we went to a back four I think we've kept a lot more clean sheets um, and yeah like I say their, their professionalism has been unbelievable um, you know and, and it is you know testament to the, the older players uh, you know obviously Aaron Alex um, Buddy sort of you know they demand the standards from the rest of the group and you know, it makes my life easier we've got a relatively young squad um, but a lot of games now at, at sort of this level now so for the group um, and like I say their, their professionalism throughout the season and in that lockdown period they all wanted to come in and it was good numbers and um, you know some some teams weren't training at all um, and we I just felt it was a long time um, like it had been about over possibly about six months um, without training uh, together so yeah, as soon as we could get together in April, we did did do, and I really do think that it's it's put us in good stead. Yeah, and on, on that, Adam, obviously with the promotion, we've got a young squad. I'm thinking you're going to keep the nucleus of the squad that you've got uh, because because they are young, they've gained experience playing men's football now. It, it, will that be your thinking, or to be a, um, a you know a couple of tweaks here and there for the for the next level up? Yeah, or you're going to keep your cards close to your chest. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not sort of uh, naive to think that it's it's not going to be a, a tough fast. It's going to be a real tough league, um, you know. So we are going to have to try and recruit, and um, there's no question about that. But you know, at the same time, do feel the, the nucleus of the squad that we've had together and we've got, um, you know, are good enough and believe in them. Um, and, you know, so I want to give them that opportunity as well. Um, so they've, they've been very loyal, stuck with us, been ultra professional. So to not give them that opportunity, I think, would would be um, not how we do things at Worthing, really. Um, and, you know, at the same time, we do, well, we, we will need to, to add to give us a little bit more as well. Yeah, we've got uh, Jasper Pattenden, scored the goal that sealed it, really. Um, One of his curlers, I love that boy. <laughs> <laughs> love that boy. Um, and obviously, he's come through the academy at Worthing, been an absolute revelation. And he said to me after the game, when I interviewed him, he said, if Adam gives me the piece of paper, I'll sign it straight away. <laughs> <laughs> it was done on the bus, Pete, do you not know that? <laughs> no. <laughs> Adam put zero, zero money in front of him, and he still signed it. <laughs> no, it's amazing. Jasper's been brilliant short season, hasn't he, Adam? Yeah, he's 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 one of a number of players, um, you know, that have done exceptionally well. Again, like Jasper's played in a variety of positions. He's played wing back. He's played as an out and out wing iron. Played full back in a four. So, um, you know, it's great great for his learning and his development. Mm. And um, yeah, I think he's he's one that's getting better each season, and I'm sure he'll be keen to sort of test himself at, at the next level you know, with a bit of a point to prove. But yeah, I, I think some of these players are going to um, demand a bit of interest as well. Not naive enough to think that. So you want me to go be... sort them out? Yeah. Sort out these clubs? <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Well, I've, we've had uh, a few sort of 
going. It's good. It's good. Good to see him doing so well. You know, Finn and Ricky and stuff. And oh, yeah. um, you know, I think that's also as well like testament that you know within that we haven't just kept to these players that have actually developed in the last three years as well. Whilst we've been, you know, successful on the pitch, and um, at the same time, there's still opportunities for players to to go on and move up the ladder as well. So um, I think that that's a good um, sign and, and it's what we want to continue. Aaron, as captain, you signed a new contract just before we even know, knew what league we'd be in. So you obviously had a lot of faith in the club for getting that promotion. You and Ollie Pierce already the early signers of the contract. Does your preparation or mindset change any differently from now being in a higher league again or are you just the same preparations? And you know, how, how, as a captain, do you take that forward? I wouldn't say I wouldn't, nothing really changed for me personally. I'd like to think I try and look after myself and be as professional as I can. I feel like I need to be. If I don't, then I really feel I don't really feel too good in the pitch and recovery. So everything I try and do is is as, as best as I can. Um, but it's going to be a, a, a tough ask. It is a tough league, the league above, obviously, as as, as you expected. So, mm. but like I said, I think the professionalism at the club is is like second to none. So I think. Anyone's standards won't drop. If anything, we're just going to get better in, in that sense. Um, yeah. Like towards the end of the season, the club are like sort of investing time and, uh, and money in like GPS units and we're using them wisely, et cetera. Mm. And we're trying to incorporate a bit yeah. more supplements in our recovery for the players. Um, mm. I think our standards are only just going to keep getting higher and better. Yeah. We sit next to Adam, the performance coach, when we're doing the commentary away games and all that technology, me and Pete have said numerous times, what, what is that? How is that? And it's quite, it's amazing to see that sort of technology being brought into the club now. And as you say, the professionalism must go up. And I guess it's interesting to see the stats from yourself as a player, like at the end of the games. Yeah, it, yeah, it is. It is interesting. And you can obviously tell a lot from it. You can obviously look too much into it as well. So there's, a, there's that fine balance. But like like you said, that like technology, like at half time, I don't know... <laughs> I don't think there'll be many clubs in, you know, the league above or in the league above that that'll be doing video analysis at half times and looking at shape patterns, et cetera, et cetera. So I think, yeah, I think we're we're in good hands for next yeah. for next year. Well, before we wrap it up, gents, there's a gentleman on this screen you probably don't recognise. It's, it's the, the ball chap in the middle. I'm not talking about Adam, sorry, mate. But uh, it's um, <laughs> Chris, Ma- Chris Chris May. Um, he's uh, He brought together as part of us because, uh, as you know, a couple of years ago when we were in and Void in Takeaway, he's a South Shield supporter. He runs their podcast up there. So, But they're chomping at the bit, uh, two points behind Bucks at the top of the league to get that automatic promotion space. And I think, Chris, you'd quite happily say that you'd be very um, positive and very sort of, you know, you've let your feelings know about how good Worthing are doing in comparison to South Shields and you know I'm sure you'd like to just say your face to the guys and everything like that. Yeah, well done guys uh, we've been really impressed with how you've you've dealt with uh, with this campaign we've watched quite closely some of us how you've you've got your way through the season and you've been kind of relentless over the last three months a bit like the way you were two years ago as South Shields were two years ago and, you, and you've you've got over the line so everybody at Shields is delighted for you we just hope we can join you as a club that has righted the wrongs of two years ago, but we've been really impressed with how you've, you've dealt with this campaign. It's been really impressive to watch from afar. That's why I appreciate that. Yeah, Pleasure. Thank you. Very kind, yeah. Welcome. So, so guys, um, I'm sure you've still probably, well, hopefully you've recovered now, but uh, we'll let you get back to your families and me and Pete look forward to seeing you again at Carshall on Saturday. But one last thing, Adam, I guess Aaron as well, hopefully maybe we can get you on this time next year because quite a few managers have said they expect us to be pushing again. So, you know, not putting any pressure on you, chaps, but, you know, um, at National League uh, is surely the goal now and we'll be having words if you're not on this podcast this time next year. Is that a deal? <laughs> I can say it because I'm behind a computer screen and not yeah, in your face, can't I? <laughs> Keyboard warrior. <laughs> no, 
the expectation now that at the club, you know, that the, the players have sort of set that expectation with their performances. So, um, you know, but like I say, it's a real, real tough ask going up a league. Everything goes up a, a notch and, you know, the standards are so much better. So, yeah, um, hopefully, hopefully we'll be back, but it's a real tough ask. Well, you know, a match is done for the town and the club and the fans. So just uh, from myself and all of the Premier Non-League podcast, thank you for providing so much entertainment for us this season. And we'll see you on Saturday. And thank you for taking your time this evening to chat to us, chaps. No worries. Pleasure. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Are you PNLP? Adam Hinchwood, Aaron Racine, manager and captain of Worthing Football Club, who, as we said, and I'm sure you know by now, clinched promotion this weekend. Still three games left to go this season, hoping to clinch 100 points and 100 goals, because I think we're on 93 goals. Am I right, Pete, Mr Stato? 93. Yes, 93 goals, yep, you're right. Yeah, and I'd like Oli Pierce to score every hat-tricks on the Red Wheel podcast. I did make a sort of friendly bet that he'd get 45 this season. I think if he does two hat-tricks, he'll get to that point, because we can't let Pete win everything, can we? No, I'll get bored of winning as well. No. <laughs> He's a champion all the time. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Um, guys, it's been a weekend of, um, well, a couple of weeks of promotions. Obviously, as we said in the last couple of episodes, business end of the season's constantly happening on this podcast and we've been talking about it. A um, couple more. Bracknell Town have been promoted in the past couple of weeks as well since we last recorded. Is it the last couple of weeks, Trev? I think so. I think it might have just been... Yeah. Maybe possibly when we recorded the last one, it might have actually happened that weekend. But no, that was um, Banbury that week. That was Banbury, yeah. That's another Banbury. B word. Another B word. So we're going to be joined this evening by their manager, Bobby Wilkinson, who's kindly agreed to his time to come speak to us. Bobby, welcome to the Premier Non-League Podcast. Thank you for giving up your time. Great to have you. And first of all, congratulations on the promotion. How does it feel? Thanks very much for that. Um, yeah, it's been a fantastic couple of weeks. Uh, really proud of the football club and everyone associated with it. So, yeah, I'm on cloud nine at the moment to achieve this this year. So, yeah, really, yeah, love every minute at the moment. So a little bit of background about us, a couple of us in this uh, group of Worthing uh, football club fans. Sadly, we won't be seeing you next season, but you quite rightfully take our place if you like. Yeah, <laughs> uh, hopefully, yeah. <laughs> no, it's um, it's 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 a must be a massive achievement because I was I was talking to a couple of lads earlier in the group, and am I right in thinking um, with the non avoided seasons you were pushing around that playoff marker? Is that correct? Yes, I um, I came in the first season halfway through, and I think we won eighteen out of eighteen. Wow, what um, an achievement! Yeah, I think we would have done it that year, and then last year we were top after seven or eight games. Um. And yeah, well, you'd assume we would have done it last year. So it's been quite frustrating, quite difficult two years, you know, for to work so hard and then it get taken away with you overnight because we didn't want to finish the league or anything like that. Um, this is why it did mean quite a lot for the club and the chairman and all my players. 
So how did um Bracknell react? I mean, I'm sure they reacted that the Nord fans like were fuming, like most of us were. So we've got Chris here, who's a South Shields fan, and they're playing in Northern Premier. Um, obviously, we've got myself, Trev, Gareth, and Pete that are Worthing eccentric, and you know, it was just we that's how kind of we got put together on this podcast because of the null and void, and it was just a pure frustration. So how was it handled by the club, and like what was the process of like getting this squad ready for a season like this that we hoped would complete, and it looks like it will be. Uh, what I tried to do is I tried to use my experience and keep the group together. I done I learned how to use the laptop for the first time and do the Zoom. I've never done any of this before. <laughs> I can tell because uh, that took a while to get your microphone on there. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm honestly, I wouldn't have a clue. So uh, yeah, who was helping you there? <laughs> uh, that's my assistant manager. He, there we go. Do yeah. with IT and everything. So I said, picking up all the slack, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But what, what, what I wanted to do um, is work harder during that period because I didn't want I didn't want it to beat the football side. My main priority is was people's health and safety. But what I wanted to do is show people that I'm going to work harder. I'm not going to let COVID beat me. Um, and we, I went into a different zone. Everyone knows I work 24 hours a day, but I wanted to work harder and keep this group together. And and it might be silly, but it's just quiz nights and all the training and all the one-on-ones on, on Zoom um, and then all the group stuff on Zoom to, to keep us all together. Um, and lucky enough, it worked because I knew this day would come if I could keep the group together. Um, and I, I honestly, truly did adapt to the situation. I didn't want it to beat me, um, even though I was hurting at times when, you know, not knowing when I can do my job or or manage these players or it gets taken away from you. It was difficult, but I, I wanted to take all the positives to, to to achieve what we achieved. How different is your squad now from, from the actual, you know, first COVID lockdown? Have you kept the basis of the, the squad? Yeah, I kept 95% of it. I think that was key to do that because they were bought into what I wanted to do. So when I went into Bracknell, I released all the players that I didn't, didn't want the ones that didn't work hard or or were moving on to what I needed to achieve what we achieved. And yeah, I got most of it right in the first year, but I just adapted to one or two senior players uh, or one or two um, players that I wanted to bring in for this season. But it, it's 90%, 95% the same squad. Is it hard to keep that group of players together? Like, or do they have the same goal and determination? Like, because we know from being at Worthing, they, they they trained extra, they wanted to beat you, they started training earlier than they can. Was it a similar setup at Bracknell with your players? And you felt you had this core squad that, right, we're going to go and do something here with these lads? Yeah, you're 100% right. Um, we came in earlier, like, for instance, you'd normally come in at the end of June, we were in at the start of June. We believed that we wouldn't get shut down again, even though in the back of your minds, you knew it could happen. Yeah, we did everything think that a lot of people or managers wouldn't be doing we wanted to keep working and do it that way it's great to see because I think we are seeing in the majority of the leagues the teams that were quite wronged I think the only one in the Ishmael Premier the one that seems to have gone completely the opposite way is Cray Wanderers surprisingly but they had a complete uproot of the squad down to sort of Lewis but they were like pushing at Worthing's heels on the first null and void season they've gone downhill um, so it is really good to see and it's, it's a fantastic for non-league football that there are a lot of these teams that were wronged are being righted now in preparation for the new Eastman League, a new league, is it the highest that Bracknell have ever been or is, is it? It is, I'm, yeah. I've ever gone into this league, so we've made history there. So amazing. Uh, for everyone at the club and and what and the way we're doing it and the manner, if we can beat all these records in the next couple of weeks, um, because in 10 years' time, I've told my boys, people won't remember who won the league. Yeah. But in 10 years' 
on there remember these records if we can do it so um we've been in training harder than ever tonight um i'm not letting off uh, until we've 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 beaten the records in the next three games so what are the records that you're after for the fan that doesn't know so one of the biggest records I wanted to do was to make sure we have the lowest conceded goal. So at the moment we've got the best defences team in Europe. We've only oh. conceded, <laughs> yeah, we've only conceded eleven goals this year. Oh my um, god! For them, are penalties and two own goals. So um, I'm still angry. Have with you the not other... been approached by Old Trafford, mate, or something like that? Because I think <laughs> something like that, yeah. Uh, uh, no, not yet. Um, so. The the record wow. of what we've been told is uh, 2004 Chelsea let in 14 goals. Never oh, okay. um, been done under that. If someone might be able to tell me different, I'm only going on what we've been no. told. The record is 14 2004 Chelsea. Otherwise, no other team's ever done that under 14 goals. So amazing. It's given us something to to go. 93 points is the record in my league for um, the points tally. That was Hayes and Yedin, so we're on for 98 points, even though we've got two games less than what they had. So that one I wanted to to do um, as well. I'll say to keep an eye out and see if, um, see if you manage to achieve that. Anything to knock oh. Chelsea off their perch? <laughs> Thanks, Fit. I appreciate that. Yeah, it, it, keeps the, it keeps our momentum going because it's very hard to manage. You know, it's been new to me the last couple of weeks because we won the league so early. It's been hard to motivate and, and tell these lads what I expect. They know what I expect, but, you know, how can you come into training three days after winning the league and then put another stance on them? Look, I want it harder. I want to work harder. So the records in our own heads are the ones that are driving us on to be better. Yeah. To be fair, Bobby, I'm actually quite glad I'm pissing out of the uh, Ispian League because I don't really want to face a defence like yours, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> that so, sounds scary. Yeah. So, Bobby, Bobby <laughs> what, um, what formation do you play? There at Bracknell, uh, I play four three three, or I play the four, the old four four two. But I, I play it a little bit different with the four four two. I let my right winger go and play in any pockets, come in, come out. So, what what I wanted to do in these leagues, and you would know, you've been around non-league. Too many managers complicate the game at the moment. So, what I wanted to do is just be keep it simple for the league we're in. Um, let them know their jobs, their individual jobs, try to make them better, try to make them understand the game. And it can be a simple game at times. So we we had a team meeting at the start of the season and we went through all the details on how to defend, how to create the attack, how we can be the best team in Europe. And people might think, really? We set out a plan um, and it works. So we went through every opposition. Um, what system they play. Um, so every time I've met a team this year, I basically know every detail on them. I know their strengths, their weaknesses, um, and we've got most of it right. Don't get me wrong, we've made mistakes as well, but in the league I was in, 90% of the, 95% of the managers, I knew what system they were going to play, what they're going to do against us. And um, yeah, we were, we were very prepared, if that, if that makes sense, gentlemen. Yeah, it really does. It's um, it's, and you've got an amazing achievement, mate. So you know, congratulations. I guess the target now is to maybe meet up with Worthing in a season's time, possibly in the national south. Well, I hope it would be in the national, but it must be promotion again, a back-to-back promotions. I guess that's the aim of the club. 
yeah, we've got, we're, we're, we're very ambitious. Everyone knows I'm a very ambitious manager. I've got a very ambitious chairman where we're very, very lucky. Um, yeah, I don't believe in football and finishing mid-table. If you finish mid-table, you do. But I can't ever start a season not believing that I can't win it or I can't go into it and, and get promoted because I think fans deserve that respect. I believe players deserve that respect. So I will go into next season um, to do my best, one game at a time, as everyone knows. But yeah, I'll be driving for success next year. Will I get it? I can't promise that, but I certainly will try. Bobby, congratulations once again. I'm sure um, we're all keeping an eye on you. Hopefully we can get you back on next season and see how it's going, because we'd love having you on. So thank you. And um, maybe one time, if we've got a spare moment, we'll come down and see you play and I uh, look forward to meeting you in person. Yeah, I'd love you to all come down in person and come down and um, watch a game, but I uh, can't thank you enough for allowing me to come on your show. Like You're fantastic people and uh, keep up the great work and uh, hopefully we'll catch up again soon. 100% Bobby. Thank you very much and uh, enjoy the promotion and the celebrations that come with it and enjoy your summer off. Thanks very much, everyone. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers. Take care. Cheers, Bobby. Bye. Bye. Take care, everyone. Thanks, Bobby. Bye. Are you PNLP? Lovely to hear from Bobby Wilkinson. I think we should try and make the most of that and try and head down the next season. Maybe we can have a PNLP outing up there one time, not too far from where we are now. But on the subject of champions, I know you guys are probably hating the bragging and Chris is probably sick to the back teeth and talking about champions. We're about to be joined by Hastings first team coach, John Meany, and an absolutely fantastic achievement. Just like Worthing, they were wronged of their promotion two years ago. John Meany, welcome to the Premier Non-League podcast and congratulations, Championes. <laughs> Thank you for having me and thank you for the congratulations. Unbelievable achievement from everyone associated with Hastings, just like Worthing. Well, your friends from down the road, mate. I mean, you did kick me out of the commentary booth that time at that Charlton game, just for Pete. <laughs> but I'll forgive you for that if you come on the podcast tonight. But uh, we always were, we always been, we've had like a good relationship with Hastings. We've spoken to your chairman, Billy, on previous occasions, because obviously we were all wronged. I know before your time at the club at Hastings, but wronged that promotion two years ago where it was cut short. Chris, who's in the middle, is a South Shields fan. And he was part of that sort of trilogy of like Billy and uh, Barry at Worthing. And you've obviously got his chairman up there, Jeff. They're all the sort of thing. So how does it finally feel? for the club I mean we were all looking last weekend when you had that nil-nil draw and you had that record crowd there it must have been so bloody frustrating that you couldn't get over the line in front of that amount of people at home yeah no absolutely it's been look, as I said earlier it's been a long time obviously coming obviously I've been at the club for five five months but obviously the last two years I was in a fantastic position and then obviously the season got curtailed and it was always going to be harder third year in um, and I think obviously last week everyone was deflated we had to pick the players up believe it or not because they're not used to drawing games you know we, we, we're used to winning we've been on an unbelievable run and we wanted to really do it in our own backyard last week to to give something back for the fans but when you look back at it you won't probably remember the game you just remember the memories mm -hmm. and having three <laughs> three thousand one hundred there whatever it was we just wanted to celebrate with them, friends, families, supporters, just have a massive party because it's been a long time coming. So we were all deflated and, yeah, very frustrated. Um, and uh, we had to obviously make sure that we'd done it against, obviously, Faversham and we can have a nice party hopefully on Saturday when we get the trophy No, I guess did you uh, like Worthing we were away on Saturday we we celebrated away from home but then came back to bar was the celebrations back at the pilot field when you got back from uh, Faversham yeah there was a good there was a good party you know yeah. uh, do you know what for, for Gary myself, have you recovered we, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd had a few beers had a few beers but uh, like I say I was on my best behaviour but it was um, do you know what it was just like relief you know like a massive weight had been like lifted off our shoulders because you know, they, we, we, we put pressure on ourselves to deliver and the objective was we when we came in was to get Hastings promoted 
and build on the great work that Aggie had done previously. So we put pressure on ourselves daily and it was just like a nice release to know that we'd done it and we can enjoy a beer together with everyone and have a good party. Did you change a lot, John, when you you and Gary took the job over? Do you know what? Um, it's, It's a great question because... At the end of the day, the foundations have been planted by Aggie. And I think, as I've said on many podcasts that I've done previously, sometimes we get really sort of like percep- like perception. And sometimes you always feel that you've got to change. The biggest thing we had to embrace was the out-of-possession side of, of Hastings. They've always been a well-oiled machine, really good mentality, sort of animals out-of-possession, well-organised. So we needed to embrace that. And Aggie had planted those foundations and the building up phase, they were very good at building up from the back. What we had to do was, as I said, embrace that, but make sure that we're a little bit more sort of better and effective in our creating of the attack and finishing of the attack to complement the out of possession side of it. So, and that's obviously been reflected in the goals that we've scored, being the highest goal scorers in the league. But also, like I said, embracing the out of possession. We've had 14 league clean sheets in 25 league games since we've come together. So it was making sure that we had the balance. But I think, John, it was. I think it was just a, a new bit of energy, which gave us some fresh impetus. I think it just become a little bit, well, a good cup run, but maybe just come a little bit same. And we just, I think, you know, when you bring new personnel in, if that's management team or one or two players, it just brings another sense of energy. Uh, and I think that really gave us a new sort of like dynamic. So, uh, like I say, yeah, I never give a short answer, but that's pretty much how how I view it. No, it's good. To, it's, it's honestly good to hear because um, you know I was impressed when we played Hastings. Is it Pete? Was it January twenty? 20 in the FA Cup no it would have been earlier it was 2019 I think it was it's obviously been like qualifying rounds of uh, yeah, we, and you, we, you held us held us to a draw and we just beat you on penalties I think or an extra time down at Woodside I, and, think, um, it was less, I think we got a last minute winner or something yeah, like that yeah something ridiculous like that it wasn't um, Jalen Jones or something the hero that guy whatever he's called but um, yeah it was, it was one of those things and from then we've seen a lot of changes at Hastings obviously with a new logo and ambitions for a new ground um, what's it like to be around the club at the moment like you know what are the what are the thoughts going forward for next season I, I guess is it going to be a promotion push again to the National South or you're going to steady the ship in the Eastman Premier do you know what I'm, I'm not I'm not one to like come out in public and set objectives maybe in the past I would being a, yeah. being a young naive coach but yeah I, I like to think I'm a bit more rounded now because of the experiences that I've, I've had in the football pyramid look just win games of football win games of football uh, and stay true to our identity and see where it takes us um, there's there's a real buzz at Hastings as I'm like, like, like obviously worthing down the road, uh, which needs to be embraced. We need to embrace the the fans. You know, we, we, we get 3,100 there. We've been averaging 15, sort of like 100. It's important that we keep doing our, the business on the pitch to keep those those fans coming. The infrastructure at Hastings is very good regarding the people behind the scenes. Obviously, we're well supported through the, the board and they've been outstanding to Gary and I since we've since we've come in. But they're very calculated and measured, which I think is important because you need to protect the longevity of, of any club. So what we've just got to do is just make sure that we keep being true to our identity. We've got to make sure that we do astute recruitment, but we've got to be better at what we're good at and make sure from previous experience that Gary and I had at Worthing and what I've seen of the Bostic Premier, that we do our due diligence, we put ourselves in the best position that we can be through being true to our process. Well, I do think with, you know, you getting those crowds, you will be almost like a light-for-light replacement for Worthing because obviously we were pushing like 2,000 at times. So um, it's great to see that 
a club that's going to replace sort of a club as sort of Worthing with the sort of fan levels is going to be stepping into that division because it helps the rest of the division. It's a tough division, as we all know, but I fully expect Hastings to do really well. Just do me a favour and that green lot um, sort of a little bit further down the road from us, obviously, if you're further at Worthing Connections, please do them for us because we ain't got the opportunity next year unless it's in a Sussex Cup. Give all my man. Give all my I do, I do my best. I do, yeah, I, I do my very best. <laughs> just, um, just to pass over to Pete. I mean, you must have seen around it. It's, and we were talking just at the beginning of the podcast before you came on the air. It seems to be a great season for Sussex football with what Hastings, Worthy being promoted, Little Hampton getting to Wembley and possibly getting. To, it's a great season for Sussex football, isn't it? And hopefully, it goes from strength to strength. Yeah, and no, re- I'm, I'm really proud to see that. In the day, I'm one of those that, for without Sussex football and the opportunities that I've had, obviously locally. Um, I, I wouldn't have done what I've done in the game and what, what I'm currently doing. So for me, I don't ever, ever forget my like my roots. And it's just great to see, like you said, where Sussex football's going. And, you know, not just from a competitive point of view, but all the work that these clubs are are doing, you know, in the in the community as well. It's um, it, it, it's brilliant. And it's just proud to be living in Sussex. I saw something about you as going for a, a new ground away from the pilot field and there was plans in place and apparently have they been rejected? Are they on hold? Is it gone? To, yeah. Is it down the pan there? Yeah. Do, do you know, do you know what, uh, Peter, it's one of those, and it's not me like uh, shirking the, the, the question. I, I've not really like, paid too much like attention to it and that's not me being pig ignorant uh, ignorant to it it's just my job's been with Gary and the rest of the staff and the players is to win game win games of football you hear you hear things of course we have we have conversations I don't know if it's dead in the water or not I still think there's conversations being had uh, and hopefully there will be some uh, some positive outcomes but again, that, I put ultimate trust in the specialists behind and the scenes regarding our, our board to hopefully find a, um, a solution. At the end of the day, the, the club's ambitious and I think it's up to the council to maybe match those ambitions. I think like anything in life, it's politics, you know, uh, personalities maybe clash. Uh, everyone has different opinions. But I just think they all need to work together for the best of Hastings because at the end of the day, if the club's ambitious, it's only going to uh, bring lots of attention which and also maybe more like more jobs. Uh, and that's where I just think that at the end of the day, football is about, it's about a community, as I was saying about Sussex football. And I just think everyone needs to work together. So hopefully there will be a solution there, but I don't know the ins and outs. No, fantastic. So, John, you've got uh, you've got three more games left. Three wins out of three. Is that what the target is? Yeah, well, we, want, we want to break the record. And yeah. what is the record for that league? I think we need like four more points to, to break the record. I think if we eclipse 82 or 84 points, something around, around that. But that's what we've been, that's what been challenging the lads regarding set a record yeah. for points, set a record for goals and uh, goals conceded. Yeah, fantastic. Well, um, from all of us, enjoy the celebrations, enjoy the trophy. Make sure Lloyd Dawes doesn't get too drunk and uh, naughty because we know what he's all like down at Worthing. We've yeah, seen we it all firsthand like... before. So make sure we don't see any embarrassing videos on his, his Snapchat chat or his Instagram but just enjoy every moment guys and you know from your friends down the road well done and uh, we look forward to hearing hearing about it next season possibly get you back on the podcast see how your season's going next year John yeah love to thank you for having me and again well done to all Sussex clubs and especially obviously Worthing thank you buddy take care of yourself and look after congratulations John bye everyone bye are you PNLP well guys we said it was going to be a champion special I think that's pretty champion isn't that what I say up north Chris champion Champion, eh? Mm-hmm. Champion? Yeah. Can you sort it out and get yourselves on next time? Oh. Yeah. I think that'd be a good idea. Guys, um, great great to hear from those four people. I mean, thank you so much for coming on 
to the podcast to Adam Hinchwood, Aaron Racine, Bobby Wilkinson, and obviously John Meany. Um, great to get some guests back on the show because I'm sure the listeners are fed up of well, my voice, I know, especially, but I mean, everyone's I voice. We're all fed up with yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Here it goes. Yeah. Time to get a yeah. dig in. Yeah. Um, yeah. The listeners. Guys, we haven't really spoken about um, Trev and Gaz, your, your weeks in football. So we got straight into the Champions stuff. How's it been? What, what have you been up to? We, uh, we've journeyed out to uh, to Bromley Football Club yesterday to watch Cray play Hornchurch. Yeah, and I've been disowned as a friend, haven't I, by a certain former PLP regular? Have. Yeah, he wasn't happy you bombed out yesterday. I bet Trevor made a right, like mad rubbing salt in the womb. So, yeah, James could oh, be of course I didn't. Like, no. of course I didn't. <laughs> his, his, his exact <laughs> words, his exact words were, James not coming, what a bellend. <laughs> Uh, that's not the uh, first, that's uh, not the last I will ever be called out in my life. So, yeah, fair play to him. I mean, you cut that if you need to cut it. I <laughs> cut that. No, 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 we're not, we're not, we're not off com rated here, mate. But disappoint, I mean, because obviously, you know, anyone that comes on our show, we have a little soft spot for anyway. Obviously, disappointing. And obviously, we know Trev's friend is part of the management team. There he's the manager now. Like, so, you know, and Dicko, friend of the pod, to see them lose 5 0. I mean, fair play. And I know you said they expected to show their face in the bar after, but, you know, it's starting to get a little bit tight down the bottom of that Ishmael Premier now. And, you know, maybe they're starting to be a little gaps appearing, but Cray are just not on form at the moment. And as I said, they were so close to us when we first got null and voided. To see them down at the bottom, yes, we know the personal trait is such a shame. Mm. Yeah, but to build a brand new squad from nothing, though, you can't you you can't do it every level and expect you know a bit of um, bit of success. I spoke to Keds not long after he left Cray, you know, and I said to him, if you knew that you needed to build a new eighteen man squad and be safe in mid table pushing for the playoffs, would you have taken it? And he said, maybe on hindsight, possibly not, because you know that's nigh on impossible, you know, especially at that level where you train twice a week. Trevor, did um Smud just say anything like about you know the team like you know I guess he's obviously naturally probably maybe not said it in public but he's got a plan for next season. But as someone that knows him quite well, do you think he looks a broken man now, or do you think he's just kind of thinking, well, whatever happens this season, what happens, and I have to just have to rebuild whatever I do something next year? Yeah, no, I mean he he had he had a day and a half to bring in players before the deadline shut for everybody. He managed to get four in, but you're literally talking people that haven't played for three months, haven't been fit for three months, have been injured yeah. for the best part of a season. He got his hands on, <clears throat> excuse me, literally whatever he could, but everywhere he tried, no one else was wanting to get rid of players because obviously, you know, the deadline was the same for everyone across the um, across the pyramid. He was stuck with pretty much what he, you know, what he had. And they've had, you know, the problem all year has been they're not scoring enough and they are shipping goals every single week, whether it's, you know, four threes, three twos, five nils or whatever. There's no, there's no way he's going to fix it in six games. And three of those six games were against promotion chasing teams in Stortford, Hornchurch and Chesson. And the, his only saving grace really was that they had Leatherhead and Thurrock. Well, they, they lost to Leatherhead having been in front. Again, they couldn't hang on. And Thurrock at home a week on Wednesday is going to be an absolutely massive game for him, really is. But I mean, the crowds have picked up a little bit because he's got he's got a lot of Bromley people will come and watch um, that that didn't agree with the way he was sacked at Bromley. Literally, it was a year to the day almost when he took over at Cray. Whether he's there next year, I think, is a different story. I mean, he had people promising him players for next season, and he's like, "Well, I don't need them next year. I need them now." So you know, whether they finish in the in the bottom two, even in, in even in the bottom three, um, I don't know whether he'll stay next year and manage at step four. I don't even know if he'll manage at step three because there could be other stuff that comes comes his way during the 
during the he's only there till the end of the season. Yeah, he's only there for the six games. Yeah, literally, as a, okay, um, almost as a favour to to Gary Gary Hillman and Sam Wright to try and try and keep him up. And say whether it goes beyond that is another story. He was close to getting two or three of the national league jobs. Didn't quite get there. You just don't know what's around around the corner in the summer. He's going to make a change. Mm. Sometimes it's too little, too late, isn't it? And you know, no matter who comes in, you can't really sort of stop that drop. Yeah. For me, they didn't. They for, for I'm going to go at least half of the game, maybe half half of each half. They didn't look. It wasn't. I wouldn't have told you it'd be a five nil game. No. But, no. And they had a they had a goal disallowed at two two nil up two nil. Uh, two yeah. nil. I think. I mean, it was offside, but I think if they managed to take some of their chances, the game. Probably, I don't think Hornchurch would have won five. I think it got to like three, and I think the heads went, and and there was no coming back from that. And I think that's probably been mo- their their problem most of the season. I saw them at Lewis as well. They didn't look too bad then either. No, no, didn't do they? They haven't looked. They haven't played. They've played some good stuff. When I've seen them, the twice I've seen them this season, I just don't think they. I think they get to sort of two or three nil down, and the heads drop, and mm. and and then mm. that's that's that. I'd agree with that, Gareth, because having watched. Us against them twice this season. I, I, I've seen them, and I'm like, they're well organised. They're always organised, and you know, I, I it's sort of it felt to me earlier in the season it was a false position, but obviously there's no such thing as a false position in a league table. The table doesn't lie, as they always say. Yeah. But yeah, but I thought that they were better than a lot of teams that came to our place. Yeah, and, and, and as I say, I said to Trev yesterday. I think the, from watching them, the one thing they were missing was like a. Like a midfielder who would pick up the ball and spread the play out a little bit, a little bit like your Marvin Armstrong at Worthing, to sort of pick up the ball and and switch it, and the, the play would move quickly. They were missing that. There was like a bank of four, and then there was a massive gap. And I, I just thought if I had that, they'd probably have had the better of Hornchurch a little bit more than they did. It, it's it's one of those things. It's, it's such a shame to see a club that we got quite quite fond of going down the pan, especially if they have problem like well, if, new yeah. stadium getting built as well. But that's it, and, and and the thing was, it was only this this the null and void season was their first season in that league, and and they were competing at the top of it. Yes. So you know, it's a real shame to see see that. Drop. Blame blame Lewis for that. Eh? <laughs> blame Lewis for that. Um, Trevor, so you you you're not too sure what his next movements are, Smudge's movements. No, so literally, it's going to depend on yeah, which what position league. they finish in to whether you know either a stays. And like I say, it depends on how many national league south mm. and. Um, uh, you know, top division clubs themselves to make a change. I'm, I'm, I'm reckoning there'll be two or three vacancies knocking around between those two divisions. Um, and as close as he was for, for, for the two jobs he went for already in that division, you know, he's he's not gonna he's not gonna not put his hat in the ring for one of them. Whether he gets it again is another matter. But it shows as well how difficult it is to get back into the game. You know, he'd been out of the game for a year. Um, couldn't couldn't get in at where he was wanted. He did get asked by Welling to go in there, said no, not right for me at the time. Um and he's had to come in at step three rather than you know the, the um National League where he spent where he spent quite a few years. Yeah, it's one of those things, isn't it? It's, it's, it's such a difficult sort of three sort of divisions really. They're so tightly knit in some ways because you know, some of those teams you think, yeah, you don't know what it's going to be like, but you should Definitely beat them, but they're not doing it. And, you know, this is where you say the table never lies. Um, one of the other clubs, uh, I, I don't know if it was when our last um, podcast, but they were relegated then, but one that you write for, Trevor East Preston, have actually finally been relegated. Are you, any surprises there? No. Really? <laughs> um, no. To, to be fair, there's been, the last couple of years, there's been two or three clubs that I've looked at that would have benefited from getting relegated 
having a chance to reset and and go again. They you know they struggle with not having a budget. A lot of sides around our way do pay. A lot of other sides have got groups of players that are good enough to play at that level that want to play with their mates a bit lower down and win some games and win some trophies. So no, it was always going to be on the cards again this season. But it's something that could have happened putting the last two seasons together. You know they they could. Um, conceivably have been a Division One club this year, probably wouldn't have set the world light, might have finished mid-table, maybe, you know, lower to mid-table, but they'd have been one year into that reset process rather than having to go and do it this year. Disappointed? Yeah. And I've, I've noticed as well, Trev, uh, I've, I've seen them a couple of times with East Preston this season, and every time, I've, a couple of times I've watched them, it's always been like men against boys. Yeah, yeah, they got a very, very young side. Last year, their under-23s were very, very good, but you know, they range from sort of 21 down to 16 and the 16 year olds are not allowed to play county league football anymore. It's like gone are the days where you could get the headmaster's permission and whatever to go and play a game. You're not allowed to do that anymore. So they struggle because they don't pay. But there's a, there's a couple of times I've watched them this year. I think I can go back to the them playing Little Hampton twice. They played them away earlier in the season in sports for nil-nil at half time. And they both had a good chance each that could have, you know, either side been 1-0. Then Littlehampton scored, I think, about five or six minutes in. They lost 3-0, but they played them at home. They went two down very, very quickly. Then out of nothing, East Preston scored from a corner to make it 2-1. And then I think the final score was something like 12 or 13-1 to Littlehampton. Um, yeah. You know, so they, they can get back into the games, but they have mm. had some horrendous drubbings yeah. this year. They really have. Well, good luck to them and rebuilding for next season. Fingers crossed. Uh, you seen any other games in the last couple of weeks? You've been to Barnet? You've been to anything no, I had a week off. I had a week yeah, off. Had a week. Oh, yeah, I did yeah. say to you come into the game on the cup final on Thursday. Just, yeah, no, um, no. No, no, you went. Yeah. No. He's chilling. What, I, couldn't what, what, ne- I couldn't anyway because I had the kids. I thought it was Wednesday, but uh, oh, yeah, you did, Wednesday didn't you? You anyway, said, so. Is it a Wednesday? No, no, it's yeah. Thursday, 100%. Yeah. Um, no, I, I had a week off, but I got. I've got loads of games coming up. He's, got, he's, he's making the most of the seasons coming to the end. Yeah, he's got to cram them all yeah. in now, haven't you? Um, Chris, I was looking at the tables just in preparation for this podcast with a lot of the Northern Leagues and, you know, Step 4 as well. There was, there's no real runaways, really, or like for no. relegation or promotion up there. There's not really any champions there. Obviously, we said on this, as you know, on the podcast, down the south, we've had quite a few already promoted as champions. Um, I think Macclesfield are probably the only one, but they're a lot of Step 6, are they, at the moment? Or are they Step 5? Macclesfield... That's five, aren't they? Five. They, five. they five going five. into four. Yeah, five, yeah. And obviously, yeah. Berry, AFC Berry got promoted um, just, I think, yeah. actually the day before we recorded the podcast, but we didn't get that notification or something like that, the last one. But Chris, what, why is that? Why is it so tight up there this season? Because obviously, you were running away with it at South Shields uh, yeah. on the non-avoid season. I think a few other clubs were. So what, what's gone on? Is it just got, do you think it's the help of South Shields shooting themselves in the foot by going that full time too early? And maybe some of these good players have gone to other clubs or, you know, what, what's the reason? Something in that. The team that Shields had two years ago was vastly superior to the one we have now because of the characters in it. Um, they had, it, the, the squad was awash with players who had done it at, at, at that level and a higher level on a regular basis. So they were ready for whatever came their way. Um, one of the things that you find, particularly in, in the Northern Premier League and the surrounding areas, there's such a... Um, um, saturation of clubs in such a short, small pockets of areas that players tend to go around club to club, and it's not a merry-go-round, but it does. Players do go around the doors, as it were. I look at the league below us, you know, and, and, and there's uh, 
mask, children, you know, uh, that it, it is these pockets, pockets of, of players, particularly in the greater Manchester area. If you look at the Northern Premier League, if you look at the, the, the Northern Premier League, Premier Division and the West Division, and you, if you look at the, the clubs, you plot them on a map, you know, some of these clubs are only about six, seven, eight miles apart. And that goes on and on and on and on and on. So you do get a kind of players find their level as well. So you do get a lot of clubs that are pretty much similar. It's just two years ago, Shields had a real, real top quality squad. I, I, last night, I actually re, re-watched the highlights of our last game before lockdown, which was the 5-3 home win against FC United in Manchester. And the squad that we had then was um, was just outstanding. The game itself was just phenomenal. And I and watching it again last night just brought back loads of memories. And um, I just think that we've obviously we lost a lot of those players. And other clubs have kind of just this found their level. So it, 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 it's a very level playing field. And um, I do think if Shields do get promoted, I can see them flourishing at the a higher level. I really can. Didn't you think, though, obviously, with you, you thought that was going to happen this season if it going full-time, but what makes you so confident in thinking at a high level that will happen? Because you obviously said you're disappointed in the players mm. at points this season. What makes you think they're going to be so much better in a league above when you kind of struggled to get the job done yeah. in this league this season? The Northern Premier League is one of the, mo- if not the most physical league around, and some of the players recruited for this season weren't suited to yeah. the physicality. Now the northern, the national league north will still be physical, but there'll be more teams who will want to try and play football, and they'll have um, better pitches as well. Um, some of the pitches we play on in the northern Premier League are nothing short of a disgrace, and there are a lot of physical sides who just play physical football, which some of the South Shields players have struggled with, particularly away from home, as we say, as we said before. Playing at home on a better surface, we can kind of outplay them. But away from home, we can't because the pitches aren't conducive. So the physicality comes in and we haven't been able to match our opponents often enough. And the away results speak speak volumes. It's going to be an interesting story to see. And, you know, you, you're obviously feeling confident now about the playoffs. Hopefully the yo-yo will continue or won't continue and you'll be still positive next uh, next episode in a couple of weeks' time. And this, by then, will know what happened and you'll know yeah. where you're finished. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a massive weekend, huge. It's pivotal. It's it's you know this time next week we will know who will be champions. I'm pretty. I'm ninety nine point nine percent certain. Yeah, because so the after the game, Monday games, yeah, yeah, the final the final games of the season. Shields are away to Grantham, who are already relegated and who are just truly awful. And um, I can't remember who Buxton have got actually, but it'll be done by then. It'll be done. Don't Chris, don't you want to um, go to the last game and you get an eighty ninth minute winner? Wouldn't that be lovely? But well, to win, to win the title. Be, yeah, that that would be lovely. But to do that, um, we will need to be one point ahead of Buxton on that day because there's no way. If, if we're not one point ahead of Buxton this time next week, we will not. We will not win the league. Buxton's last um, game of the season was against Staley Bridge away. Yeah, who were very. We played them on Saturday and they were very poor. Um, Buxton will beat Staley Bridge. I'm pretty certain. So, because Steely Bridge are already safe, Steely Bridge kind of were already safe on before Saturday's game, and they were they were average at best. So, on yeah, the beach. this weekend, pardon, on the beach already, probably, 
Yeah, because um, they they've had they had a good run. They, can, they were a very physical side, but they they were nowhere near their best on Saturday. They were an average team who were quite poor on the day. So um, the, the the weekend, the two games, Easter Saturday, Easter Monday, that will that will be it. Whoever's top, whoever's top of the league this time next week will win the league. Fair play, fair play. Uh, Pete, talking about on the beach, I don't know if you saw hardcore and celebrations on the beach. Callum Keeley got a flight to Barcelona at 4.30 in the morning after winning the league on the Saturday and staying out all night partying. I saw a tweet from his mother-in-law saying it wasn't a pretty sight. When I, when I left him, it wasn't a pretty sight. <laughs> no, so I, I think he would have been struggling all day. I um, but anyway, I think the finance director or whatever is having heart attacks because a load of players got back to Woodside Road and they were standing beyond the bar just... I'm serving so, people drinks. Pete, Pete um, I mean, I, I can't comment on that because I, I, de- I mean, it's it's just rude to turn down a player putting a pint in your hand. I mean, okay. I won't say anything more. You know my thoughts on the drinks price in the bar this season, but um, you could see you could see the barmaids on Saturday night. Like uh, one of the players, he had a bottle of the shot bottle of vodka, smell of vodka. He just put it in all the players' mouths like behind the bar, and the two <laughs> barmaids there were literally looked like they were hit like. I thought they were going to have a heart attack because you could just see they're just pulling pints, gishing them out. And I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. So anyone that paid for a pint that night, more for you. But anyway, we'll leave it at that. Chris, good luck. Obviously, we'll be in touch on that. And uh, by the next time we record, we will know. And as I said, depending on schedules, if, if you are in the playoffs, hopefully not, we'll we'll see if we can come to one of your matches or something. Uh, is it just one yeah. match? Is it just one, one leg? One leg. So the, the first leg would be on the, 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 the night after our next recording, I think. So that would be the, the Tuesday first, night. Yep, that would be, yeah, be the semi final. And then the final, I thought it was on the Saturday, but I've been told it may well be on the bank holiday Monday. And will that be at the highest placed yes. um, team's ground? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So if Shields so, get second place in the league, they're guaranteed home field throughout. So that's, and that should and they'll, be. They'll get that. Shields will get that. There's no, I mean, even if Shields got beat on mm. Saturday, they would still get second place. Yeah. I have no doubt about that. And if the worst comes to worst, will it be live streamed? Will there be plans for a live stream, hopefully, for people that can't get to the game? Or you're not sure about that? Oh, not not sure at all. Um, Put pressure on it because if we can't get up there, please do. <laughs> yeah. If it's if it's Saturday at three o'clock, uh, then no. Yeah. Um, if it's the bank holiday Monday at three o'clock, well, that's a different ball game. But yeah. um, we would have to see. We would have to see about that. Yeah. No. Well, we're good. That I'm sure. I'm sure. To be honest, I, I know you're probably settling in for the playoffs now. But I, I, I know the feeling it was for us, even that we were at the points clear. It was still nervy, and you just mm-hmm. want to get the job done and know what your outcome's going to be. But I'm sure Shields will get there in the end, and um, you know, it'd be a travesty if they don't. But we're not going to think like that. We're going to think positive no. and good. Ju- good thoughts, good juju sending to you and all the South Shields fans, guys sort of time to wrap up the podcast now I think we just need to um, say to one just a little pause here that um, it's, we've learned of the news of Sam Harding who is a Prescott Cables player was tragically killed in a car crash rest in peace Sam awful when you hear one of the non-league family I mean, awful when you hear anyone dying but one of the non-league family um, guys were you aware of this player or was just just appeared in the story no, I just saw it on Twitter this afternoon. Only yeah. 20. Just, uh, just sad, sad, sad waste mm. of life, isn't it? Um, there's been a lot of um, heartache over the last few weeks at uh, non-league. Obviously, there was a, a really well-known fan at Worthing called Kev Gold, who was a loved, loved, well-loved individual with the big away following. And, you know, he had a lovely tribute to him at the ground when they put his coffee out onto the pitch and had a picture of all the fans behind him. And, you know, it's just, I think... The thing we felt really sad about, especially at Worthing, you know, players, it's tragic, 20-year-old Kev's obviously had a long life, but he was still young. I think it was the fact that he's watched all these years to see Worthing do this. And, you know, 
the bastards took him from us like mm. a few weeks too early you know if yeah. i think that's what really hurt everyone and like there were some songs sung on saturday and a few tears were shed because of just the dual emotion anyway but everyone's thinking i wish kev could have been here to see it i really do and i think that was awful about it rest in peace sam rest in peace kev and you know anyone else that's been lost in a non-league system we send our condolences out to you a little note to touch on and be very careful, but there there was a little bit of controversy at um, Staines Town, which has resulted in them not playing at their ground. Um, as Trevor rightly said, we probably don't want to go into too much details or thoughts about it because it seems like a bit of a, uh, a sort of legal minefield and accusations thrown here, there and everywhere. But um, there are they sharing with Bedfont now? I think they are for a couple of games. Uh, Bedfont oh, Sports, yeah. I think they're, they're ground this game this weekend at Bedfont Sports. Um, so that'll be an interesting outcome. It, it, oh, I'd say yeah. it's go on, go on Twitter and Google it and you'll see the statement. It's quite an extraordinary statement, what's been um, accused of. But fingers crossed they get that sorted out. But good good for the other clubs letting them. I think they're letting them do it free of charge as well. So any other shout outs, guys, before we wrap this episode up? I've been, been t- I've, been, I've been too busy to celebrate. <laughs> oh, here we go. Too busy watching videos. Cheerio, champion is, yeah. Third day, well, while, while I remember, while I remember, yeah. they released the dates this afternoon for the first few rounds of the FA Cup. So I'd expect the season to start the last weekend of July again as it okay, did mate. last year. So and talking about FA again. competitions, Trev, um, there's been a bit of a farcical about the tickets for the FA Vars, from what I understand. Lots of fans getting confused, am I right, with like sections and the FA not making it easy? Oh, yeah, it was a bit bit weird. I was in the I was in the queue this morning to get tickets for Little Hampton section in the um in in the Vars bit, and um you you would expected the amount of tickets that they had for their section, which is just under seven thousand. You just go straight in get a ticket, off you go. But we all had to join a queue. And um, I think I had, what did I start with? Four, 2,000 people in front of me. I think it took about half an hour to get through till I got to the front. Then when I got through, it wouldn't accept the card payment. Then tried another different card, wouldn't take that either. Then it kept kicking me back out to the front page. So I just kept going back in again. Then it told me it was sold out. I was like, really? <laughs> so, would, but, would you so expect quite, anything else on the FA? <laughs> well, exactly, yeah. But using Ticketmaster, apparently, well, it's at Wembley Stadium, not the FA. But then, um, seeing this afternoon, I wasn't the only one struggling with that bit. But also, Bromley fans were struggling as well, and they've probably got a much bigger allocation they're going to mm. use as well. So, yeah, a little bit farcical to try and get a ticket for um, something that should be quite simple. Mm. To, be on, to, to be honest, it sounds a bit like when I don't know if any of you guys tried, but in grand haste when England were doing so well in the Euros last year, I tried to get tickets when they came available and they kept saying they're available. You're in the queue for all this time, click the ticket, try to pay for it, wouldn't accept the card, wouldn't accept the card, then it would kick you back out. So it sounds like it's the same system they haven't learned. And that was for the Euros, which I'm sure there were tens and thousands of more people trying to get a ticket for. So the fact they can't handle it for a Vars final, which they've only got <laughs> half the stadium open for, kind of makes you laugh, doesn't it? Yeah, because. Quite bizarre. The quite bizarre thing, though, is the tickets have gone on sale and they've still not agreed on the kickoff times yet. We know what they potentially should be based on the previous years, but you've got some people this morning that were wanting to buy tickets and not really knowing whether they're aiming for a you know a twelve fifteen kickoff or a four fifteen. Yeah. So really. are you are you going to be are you going to be um, staying to watch the Wrexham game as well? Hopefully, I've got yeah. Immy coming with me. So whether whether she'll sit down for two games, I don't yeah. quite know. But she ain't really got a choice, to be fair. Does she like Ryan Reynolds? Because that will tempt her into it. having a clue. No, she, she's why don't you more, ask um, if she likes she, her? Because then say, look, there he is over there. She's more Tom Holland than than um, Ryan Reynolds. 
Fair play, fair play. Um, Pete's now taking his jumper off to rid his worming shirt, so more rubbing it in the face. So, um, oh, that what it was? Uh, I what it was huh? It's not. It, it, it looks a bit like Bayern Munich from a distance. Well, that's what I thought. Yeah, bit, I thought yeah. This is, what's Bayern got to do with it? This is Aaron Racine's shirt from the Null and Void oh, season. He, Matt, well, Pete, for God's sake, Null and Void season. <laughs> <laughs> he wants us to rub more friend into him, and he's wearing his shirt. <laughs> I should have done that earlier, revealed it. He'd have been ripped, but that's why we've only taken it off now. Just so we're about to go on off the air, aren't you? Now I'm getting quite warm. <laughs> no, it's quite warm. It's warm <laughs> here as well. Guys, it's been a pleasure, Chris. From all of us, good luck. Um, we'll Thank obviously, you. obviously be rooting of you because we've done our job now. Now we need yeah. you a lot to do your job, and I hope to God it's like automatic because from playoff experience with Charlton Athletic, I just can't take the playoffs. They're just so nervy. <laughs> oh, Pete's woken up with something. Hang on. Yeah, I've now I've got I've got one question for Gareth. Yes. <laughs> oh, wakey, wakey! Wake I, I don't know. I don't know what team you follow. Your main team is. So it's, wor- uh, it's Worthing mainly, isn't it? Yeah, I'm born and bred Worthing. So I've, my first game for Worthing was in 2002, uh, so 20 years. So Worthing, yeah, as, a non, as a non-league side, Worthing are my, my number one side. But a little bit like Trev, I do like to get around a little bit and sow my seed of the non-league. Long-league schlag. <laughs> Long-league, non-league love. <laughs> um, but I am going to try and get down to one of the last two home games. So Get down to the 23rd, mate. Leave the car. I'll try and get something. I know you don't live in Worthing anymore, but there must be somebody get back and have a few beers. Yeah, I'm going to try and do that. It's Tyson fight that night, so I am in Worthing that night. So. Trevor, you, Trevor, are you trying to get down to that game or are you not going to make that no. one? No, you're not. No, no, I'm going to go Littlehampton more than likely. Okay, fair so, enough. So, so, Gareth, you don't follow any, any sort of premiership or... Champions I do, United. I do, and my Alexa is currently just telling me that um, we lost 1-0 at the weekend <laughs> and threw the Premier League relegation battle wide open. <laughs> oh, Man United, um, Pete. Man United, Pete. Don't look so confused, <laughs> old man. <laughs> Man um, United. Uh, follow, follow the glory team. <laughs> uh, well, family all from Manchester, pal. Ah, mugged him off. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, anyway, guys, um, from the Premier podcast, the Premier Non-League podcast again, it's been a pleasure to chat over with the managers. Thank you to Worthing manager Adam Hinchwood, Worthing's captain Aaron Racine, Bobby Wilkinson, Bracknell Towns manager, and also John Meany, first team coach at Hastings. All celebration promotions this past couple of weeks. As we said already, we hope South Shields can be added to that. Um, and by the next time we speak, we'll know Chris's heart levels. And hopefully, don't 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 let your heart rate go. I need to check my heart levels from the weekend because I probably, Pete, you know what I was like on the commentary next year. I probably was quite aggy, so I'm sure I'll have a look at the levels. But we'll have a look at different. I know nothing different. So, well, actually, Buddy Darren Bud did say after oh, the first time he saw that picture of that the photographer took of me and you in the commentary. He said, "Oh my God, you look at it, you're actually being positive for once." I was like, "There you go, <laughs> Bud, Buddy." Buddy's ongoing thing with me this season is um, when we were lost the Corinthian Casuals on uh, in the FA Cup replay away from that that awful place. Um, he said to me, he said to me next time, "James, you sound great on the microphone, but you're so bloody negative all the time." I was like, "Buddy, were you at that game?" And he was like, "No." I said, "Well, then." Just shut up. Yeah, but he said he said he nearly turned it off. Yeah, I know, I know. Because you were so <laughs> moany. I was getting so frustrated, but there we go. But I don't need to think about that anymore. Till next season, anyway. Thank you for a good evening. It's been fun, chaps, as per usual. Do visit Trev's blog, footballwriter.co.uk. Give a subscription to him. And also follow our socials on at the PNLP. We'll look forward to seeing you in a couple of weeks' time when the season will pretty much be there and done, especially for steps three and below, I think. Yeah, not just for National be, League. Not for National League. So there'll be a few more games there. So we'll go National League Central again for a few weeks um, until South Shields <laughs> get into the playoffs. <laughs> I enjoy Trevor's face. <laughs> there we go. Um, guys, 
we find time again tonight. Thank you very much, and um, I'll be seeing you. Are you PNLP?